The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, I've been dreading this for about 14 hours now. I have to do a mea culpa on my (laughs) mea culpa. I'm in a mea culpa cul-de-sac, going round and around and around and around. One of us was right. Good Lord. I apologized yesterday for getting the primary date wrong earlier this week, and it turned out that I was wrong in saying I was wrong. I was looking at that yesterday, and I was in a bad mood, (laughs) and I didn't really feel like talking. I was like, no, there were elections yesterday. Yeah, there were. But I don't care about them, so I don't even want to talk anymore. that's, That's part of the problem. Now, the Georgia primary you know, is the 24th, right. and that's what threw me off. There's elections like every Tuesday for I the next like two months. I apologize. I'm sorry to everybody, but the elections in North Carolina, I Pennsylvania, that I corrected you. Idaho, Oregon, you did. Yeah, because we're really interested in what's going on in Idaho right now. <laughs> actually, actually there's, nobody knows really what's happening in Idaho or Oregon. You know, Brian's uh, the kind of guy who would have, he'd have the cure for cancer, but he didn't like people, so he wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> so, and man, that is, that's not the media trying to manipulate manipulate you or keep you from going to the polls or trying to pull some fast one that's just me being old and corn fused we were forced <laughs> to live a day in the future here already and then you start throwing the the weird information that was out there about the, i'm sorry <laughs> we'll touch on the things we do know about nobody fact checked you uh, no, they just no. said nah, nah, well i said yesterday i said uh, i'm gonna bring right. i'm gonna bring 100 percent of the attention to something that only eight percent of the people probably <laughs> noticed and then i brought everybody's attention to it and it was wrong so there you go uh we'll touch on it a little bit uh, we will have brad cobb in tomorrow on friday's show and uh, we'll be talking about his trip. We'll talk a little bit about Volkswagen, I'm sure. And uh, he's heading to a race, I believe, in Arkansas. He's a, a monster bicyclist, both uh, mountain and road biking. And uh, But we're going to talk about his trip to Ukraine well, with some local police officers and their experiences there. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee. Oh, thank you for my air conditioning today as we get into the 90s. Tomorrow as we get into the mid-90s. And summertime is here. And they fixed my AC, and I appreciate them so much. They're good folks. Quality tire. Um, 301-9229. I don't throw that number out there as often as I used to because you guys didn't really respond to it very well. Uh, but if you want to send a text or a voicemail, Brian checks them every once in a while and get you some input on the show here since we can't just field calls live. Um, that's that. And let me go ahead and just throw a couple of things at you real fast. U.S. Soccer has agreed to equal pay for the women. And that may be where Dave it's Hooker goes time. today. I don't know. Um, he does but, go to soccer, he, but that's not the Yeah, direction. it was a huge, huge decision. So they're going to split both World Cup, you know, uh, purses between them. If the men win, they'll split it with the women. If the women win, they'll split it with the men. I'll just go ahead and point out, we are the only nation in the world that has taken this step. We always think we're behind the rest of the the European world or Asian world and things. We're the only one that has taken the step to make pay equivalent for the women as a, as the same as the men in their sport. How about that? So yay for America, and also congratulations to Susan Crane, on my neck of the woods, Saudi Daisy. I look down on them every morning. <laughs> Thirty-nine years old, Susan Crane is going to be playing in the U.S. Open of mini golf. Mini golf. Yes, mini golf. <laughs> okay. The, the U- U.S. Mini Golf Association has huh. a U.S. Open, and she will be playing in it, competing. 
for the green jacket, I guess. I don't know. It's got a little windmill on it. And they, and you know, actually, they, 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 I, I read this full article about it because I was fascinated. <laughs> and I, I actually, I, I wondered, do they have octopi and windmills and, yeah, yeah. and alligators? You, you know, to put it up their butt and it comes out their mouth or vice versa. And no, they actually just have courses that are laid out in miniature. And they have breaking greens and all the rest of the okay. stuff and sand traps and so I many. It's all putt. You know, it's they don't call it putt putt because that's detrimental or this <laughs> negative somehow condescending. But congratulations to our or it's copyright Saturday. infringement. Yeah. I could that just might imagine be. Uh, Dave Hooker's <laughs> intro to his sports. He goes, "The women deserve equal pay." I'm Dave Hooker. Where was the miniature golf? The very first miniature golf course in the United States. I do not know because my first miniature golf experience was in Australia. It's Rock City. Oh, Rock really? City invented putt putt. I did not know yes, that. It, they absolutely. invented it. Yep. They did, they did. Uh, all right, we'll go ahead and get started here. Dave Hooker's got sports in a minute. And Russell, the love muscle Stroud, who's sitting here, Jen Lambert sitting here, Brian Stone over there. My name's Jeff Stiles. He's got headlines for you. Well, good morning, everybody, or good evening, wherever you may be. Hamilton County Mayor Jim Coppinger revealed the final budget of his term on Tuesday. The new budget, like the city budget, does not include a tax increase, so everyone can breathe a sigh of relief on that one. The current rainy day fund also sits at $130 million, which can be used for anything the county deems fit. Mayor Commager had to make uh, some serious cuts to proposals in order to make the bar of no tax increase. There were about $47 million worth of proposals. He had to slice it down by $37 million, which is a significant cut. The budget includes raises for many county employees, including the highway department employees and county deputies. Most notably, corrections officers will be receiving a pay increase. A good neighbor may have saved the lives of a family with their infant. The neighbor spotted smoke and flames coming from the home on Lookout Valley Road at around 3 a.m. Wednesday. He banged on the windows to wake the family up. They all made it out safely as the fire department was dispatched. They requested additional units to assist. The fire was eventually put down by around 4.30 a.m. Wednesday. Nobody was injured. The Red Cross has stepped in to assist. And finally, the Polk County Sheriff's Office is trying to track down a person who stole a catalytic converter from a church bus. Somehow that seems more heinous. The video shows him crawling under the bus with a cordless Idiot. angle grinder. A short time later, he emerges with the catalytic converter. If you don't know, the catalytic converter has valuable metals in it like platinum, and uh, more dubious chop shops will buy them right up. The converters are a pollution control device which are required by law and have been there since, I believe, the early 80s. As opposed to the law-abiding chop shops. I wonder if Rick Davis would buy them <laughs> for the platinum. I... Can you imagine towing in? <laughs> well, anyway. Rick, Rick, if you'd like to advertise, call Jen. <laughs> now with uh, sports, it's Dave Hooker. Maybe Lionel Messi can do it. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. It looks as if United States soccer will have a new star to brag about as Lionel Messi will reportedly towards the end of his career next summer, not this summer, but next in 2023, actually join the MLS. That means that suddenly uh, Major League Soccer and the United States soccer will have something to hang their hats on in terms of a TV draw, but we've seen this before. We saw it with David Beckham as he joined the LA MLS team at the time, and to be closer to Posh Spice, I'm sure, but also to cash out one last time. That's usually what American soccer is used for. I'm sorry, but in the nation that is by far the tops in 
most sports representation. It just isn't in soccer and probably never will be. What it is is an opportunity for a player to advance his career by two or three years and be able to get big-time money, if not ownership, out of the program that he joins. So is Lionel Messi any different? Well, probably not. When you actually go back and look at it, it would be a surprise if he made soccer a household type of event like football, like basketball, like baseball. It's probably not going to happen, but for soccer fans, enjoy Lionel Messi. Enjoy the game for what it is, which is a beautiful game. But will it ever be elite or premier in the United States? Probably not Lionel like Lionel Messi was in the prime of his career. Dave Hooker off the sports. Let me go ahead and say very quickly happy birthday to my baby blue-eyed boy, Lucas Durham-Styles, who's spending last night tonight out at Estes Park in the Grand Crags Hotel. He wanted to stay at the Stanley, the hotel, of course, that served as the stand-in for the Overlook and the Shining. That was his request for his 32nd birthday present was everybody pitch in and get him a room out there. And they're not accepting any reservations because they're doing renovations right now. So he just spent that money on two nights instead of a historic lodge up there in this beautiful, beautiful place. The blood elevator is broken. Lucas is just a remarkable young man. And uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way once and good for all. Here's what we know as of the recording of this podcast, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show this morning. Uh, Dr. Oz and David McCormick are within two-tenths of a percent of each other in the gubernatorial, not, excuse me, the congressional race in Pennsylvania. Uh, it is too close to call. They're counting and recounting the votes again and again. Uh, Dr. Oz did get the Trump endorsement. McCormick continued to play up his relationship with Trump. And then the third candidate that came racing from the back of the pack, a uh, black female candidate, and the crowded Republican primary already threatened to pass everybody in the home stretch, but did not. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> this uh, is just like a TV show. I know. I Dr. Phil should run. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Oprah Do- Winfrey for Dr. president. Oz. Now, uh, he, he, Trump picked now, why a, are the budgets the way that they a, are? A, a very safe candidate uh, in North Carolina. For the senatorial race there, Terry Budd won easily the primary. Now, Chuck Edwards in North Carolina beat Madison Cawthorn. Anybody surprised by that? This no. is the 11th district congressional seat Madison in Cawthorn our neighboring so state funny. North Carolina. God, he's a mess. So Madison Cawthorn is so funny because when he first ran, he first ran, and no one really knew a whole lot about him, he put forth this story about how he was this charming young man, fresh out of college, who wanted to go yeah, to the boy. Naval Academy and was in this horrific car wreck that caused him his the use of his legs. And so people are like, oh, this poor man, surely he'll be good for Congress somehow. And so they voted for him. Well, then later it turned out he basically lied about literally everything. everything. I'd be everything. surprised if he was even paralyzed. You know, well, like, he, <laughs> the dude he, gets up and walks around. We've seen the pictures of him dressed in women's lingerie, partying his ass off. This Humping is the guy. his, his, uh, his yeah, cousin. Yeah, his cousin in, in the bed. car and in, uh, in bed and, and, and – <laughs> You know, uh, possible gay rendezvous all yeah. caught on video. Why, does he not know the video's rolling? Um, and he actually admitted to the big lie. He said, you know, I went with that because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. But if the president is not egging on everybody on the steal, the stolen election from 2020 thing, we're not going to have continued ammo to fall back on. So he's basically blaming Trump. He said that him endorsing his opponent at the last minute was a 
foolish decision, well, he's going to have to find something else to do with his time. And this yeah. is the same guy that said, you know, it, it didn't even know what cocaine was, but somebody offered him a key bump. Yeah, you don't know sure. what a key bump is unless you've done cocaine. <laughs> I've never right. done cocaine, but I know what a key bump is go. because I've, you know, read books. Pencil, uh, now, here's an interesting one, too, and this has been the only other one we talk about. I said Kentucky, Idaho, Oregon, we don't really know what the hell's happening there. Um, Pennsylvania governor's race, Doug Mastriano, who was endorsed hey. by Trump, beat Josh Shapiro hey. and otherwise fairly right-wing, you know, conservative Republican. I'm not going to let this jewel beat me in the election. Here's hey. here's the thing though is that Mastriano is going to be so easy to probably beat in the general election because he's extremely far to the right. Yeah, he I know. attended <laughs> the January 6th, you know, uprising insurrection, whatever you want to call it. He's got pictures of him, has been unapologetic. Shapiro actually ran ads for him, for him, because he could see that he was going to lose the race, and he goes, I don't want this son of a to, to, to win in the general election. Yeah. So he said, they'll beat him more easily than they can beat me, and he actually started running ads for him. <laughs> uh, because he could see the writing on the wall, but he doesn't want him to go any further. Vote so this, this is, crazy this is amazing. <laughs> this is an amazing <laughs> sequence of events. And uh, Cawthorn, you know, exactly admitting the big lies, it should be a story. He's completely insane. Now, here's a local story that you have not heard anywhere else. And uh, <laughs> unless somebody's got it and, you know, gets into the next, whatever, 20, 20, hours. Uh, 20 hours or so. Yep. Um, I have a, a friend named Kirk Sanford. His brother is the CEO down at the aquarium right now. And okay. Kirk is a, a good guy. He was a very good friend of Bobby Stone's. He was the first person I saw when I went to Bobby's house after his death. And um, he is uh, on the board down at the library. He, he, I think he's on the board. I know he is very, very closely tied to the, to the mm -hmm. library. There's a story that's actually emerging down there. He sent this out on Instagram uh, yesterday. And I know he he's did a follow-up a more complete statement on his Facebook page, which I don't do. Mm -hmm. Russell looked for it, and he's got privacy settings, so I guess he was just sending out to the people he knew. But the library allowed a student to make little rainbow pins mm -hmm. and put in the young adult section on the second floor. This is for older adolescents, teenagers, young sure. adult section. 14 and so they 18, went yeah. into the little reading cubicles, and it just he said it was an idea for... You know, so people would know they had a safe space mm -hmm. to come read whatever they wanted to read and do whatever they wanted to do their homework, whatever they do in the library. As they should. You can be gay as, in the library here. As he as he put it, he said, the, you know, that famous group Moms for Oppression, Chattanooga Moms <laughs> for Oppression, came out in, uh, in support of their favorite church. And I have no idea if he was actually talking about a church or the MAGA movement or I what. I have no idea. I've uh, never heard but of them. He, he said, they have now filed official complaints to the library and they have had to have meetings on it, and the library is holding no firm. No allowed? They, yeah, the, the student, it doesn't say gay, LBGTQ, or anything <clears throat> else, GBTQ. It's just they're little rainbow things, and I don't think it has the word pride on it. And they said, we have always allowed student art to go up in this area. Mm -hmm. That's what this was, and we're not going to have them take it down. So I have a feeling at some point somebody's going to hand a microphone to one of the moms for oppression, Great. and you'll be hearing more about this. And I'm going to reach out to uh, Kirk later today and see if he would like to actually. I give actually, us more information. Know, I know William Sunquist pretty well. He's, well, I think he's in the on the board too. I think so. You at know, the, the library. Yeah. In my opinion, the best way to handle these situations is to just ignore them because the stink is what they want. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Uh, well, speaking of stink, uh, President Biden, the first lady up in Buffalo, of course, he gave a pretty impassioned speech for Joe, uh, for old Uncle Joe. 
um, said uh, white supremacy I? was a festering poison infecting our body politic. I agree. For power, yeah. political gain, and profit, the idea of this uh, replacement theory, which we've now landed on firmly with both feet as the motive behind the shooting in Buffalo, there's no doubt about it, and replacement theory has been touted by, I saw uh, uh, somebody did an actual research on Tucker Carlson, you know, the, the main guy at Fox, 400 mentions of white replacement theory in the last year. President Trump has actually mentioned it out loud and in front of God and everybody. This is the idea, we talked about it yesterday, that somebody is pulling strings to replace white Christian males, mostly, with anything else. <laughs> uh, Jews, uh, gays, uh, Latinos, Asians, whatever. It would be really odd because the the theory that I've seen most often is that uh, the, they're going to use the, them illegal immigrants to replace the white people. Yeah. And there is some solid um, rationale behind that. Now, hold on. There is some solid rationale behind that because, number one, uh, the current American workforce is not reproducing and thus it's declining. So that's, you want that's more That's one thing right there. The rest of the world's population continues to have babies. Right. We don't. Number two, um, this isn't a very good agenda for the hyper-liberals, if that's indeed the case, because you know who's more conservative than uh, Latino Catholics? Uh, not a whole lot of people. They're extremely conservative. Well, uh, it's just the, the idea that there's the they out there pulling the strings to make this yeah, happen. Yeah. Again, show up, get a job, and show up to work, and you'll keep your job. Nobody's firing anybody who shows up these days. Nobody's trying to hire around you. Just as much as a, a critical race theory and now replacement theory, just just buzzwords, just something yeah. to get people pissed off. But a great tweet by somebody I don't know who they are. So there's no reason to even trying to remember who sure. it is. Is Why are white people so afraid of becoming a minority? Does America treat minorities poorly or yes, something? Yes, yes, they, they do. And that's just, and the thing is, you can't stop that from happening. We just mentioned one factor. We don't breed like we right, used to. Right. And we do that mainly out of because we actually we have some of sense of self-preservation, yeah. you know, as a family, and you don't want to just outrun your, your income. And we also, I think, have a you know, higher degree of education. Uh, I don't think that's arguable at this point. Maybe against the Asian minority, that would be questionable. But uh, across the board, I'd say that we're more educated, and we also understand that the population is. Let me try not to be racist. You're a Mormon. Yeah. Let, let or, me try not to be racist. Or a Catholic. <clears throat> On this side of the hemisphere, this isn't the Senate. This isn't Congress. Plus one, we don't get the Vice President to yeah. break the vote. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter who has the plus one. White people are going to be in charge and have more power than anybody else on this side of the hemisphere through the rest of your lifetime and yours more well, than probably likely. yes i like how uh, jeff's argument for why uh the great replacement theory wouldn't work is because white people are smarter <laughs> <laughs> no, i didn't say that i said they're <laughs> i said they're better educated so i didn't mean that doesn't mean they can't be idiots i'm gonna go off that i'm gonna go on that as a matter of fact when we get to and they uh, don't breed to the, more to the, to, the, to the duh no we don't we don't breed as much I, just a weird way to put that no our population does our population well, your population goes down you get yeah. plus one one out if yeah, you don't yeah. breed more. I no, mean, I believe I've been. Well, okay. that's the, the the phrase that the the the, the queer nation uses for us as heterosexuals breeders. Mm -hmm. Do you are you offended by that when they Not say it? Well, then don't be offended when I say breed. I wasn't offended. Uh -huh. I just thought it was a weird. Oh, I see you're a weird way to put there. it. All right, uh, Rebecca <laughs> Perez uh, of the Baptiste Group. Uh, she's trying to replace us now. Uh, so she was trying to replace an adult to be smooching on. Uh, the trial, July 5th. We all, I think, know exactly what that's about. Uh, so they, they pushed it back a little bit. Her defense was not ready. I don't know what her defense is going to be. 
He was just so kissable. Um, Molly <laughs> those, Welch. Those 16-year-old lips, I couldn't resist them. Daughter of Principal at Sale Creek, Principal Welch, is valedictorian and invited into the Naval Academy. A nice little double award for her. Yeah, it's the her. first person from Sale Creek to be invited to the Naval Academy. How about that? Yeah, big achievement. Ever from Sale Creek? As far as I recall, yes. And I'll get Congressman Chuck Fleischman is the one that actually put her name in for the uh, the actual honor. Did and, you see the uh, picture of them standing together? Yes, she towers over him like everybody. I can't <laughs> tell if she's a really tall lady or if he's, well, I know he's both, short. Both, both. <laughs> uh, now, this is one I got right, unfortunately. Everybody on board was killed, but I said there's no way a plane like that Chinese Eastern Airline jet crashes into the ground like right. a lawn dart unless somebody is making it happen. Yeah, or the, there's the, some yeah. horrible the, the, accident. The jet is designed, the wings are designed to at least go in at a poor ratio glide, mm -hmm. but it's not going to just auger into the ground nose down at full speed. And that is exactly what the black box and all investigations now reveal, that somebody either was at the controls or set the controls to go nose down into the dirt. I and wonder. Everybody, of course, was killed. Yeah, it it is concerning because it makes one wonder if uh, if you know this it'll turn out it's a, a Uyghur nationalist and that'll be used as an excuse for more hate. You know? Sure, and we talked about that <clears throat> yesterday in the prison population over there. Yeah, a uh, big story for the state actually. Federal judge striking down this new Tennessee law requiring restaurants to post a sign outside of their restaurant as you enter if they allow people to use whatever bathroom they choose. Now think about the clumsiness of this. What's the a point piece of, of state legislation? Because they're trying to make points. It's, you know what restaurants have done? I've, if you haven't noticed this, let me point it out. They just put up restroom with both a man and a female figure, male and female yeah. figure if on there. If it's a single, if it's a that's single restroom, that's, 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 yes. that's what they've done to get around having to put, make another sign to put out front that's going to be off-putting to some people. Yeah. They're not going to do that. They're in business to be in business. No, the, the they're not going to do anything to chase people off. The, God Almighty, what a bunch of idiots at the legislature, and I mean idiots. Yeah. The gender-neutral bathroom thing doesn't bother me if it's just one one stall, right? Because like, who cares? You know, if, I'm not going to be mad if it's a lady going in after me or before me. I am a little bit concerned when it's like, I wouldn't want to walk, personally wouldn't want to walk into like a multi-stall bathroom and there's like a lady in there because I'd just be like, oh, sorry. Show <laughs> you know? me a state legislature in this country right now that's just not an overgrown clown car. It'd be hard to find. And and, and what feeds Congress and Senate races? State legislatures. Yeah. And so there you go, Brian. There's the, the you know, we you, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage trickles up. You know, do whatever's <laughs> best for you. And, and, and the president was correct. You know, political power, political gain, political profit. That is what is motivating people these days who run for office. Uh, not doing the best for everybody. You uh, know, this is just still a two and a half, two and a hundred and a half year old uh, yeah. uh, experiment here. By yeah. the way, right. Right. Nuga Live, new venue in town, uh, going up next to the CHI Memorial yeah. Stadium out there in Took East Ridge. All list. ages venue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's all right. You can still talk about it. Uh, our own police chief, Celeste Murphy, having a press conference yesterday, and the first one she's had, I guess, since she was, you know, got the job, and she had those talking uh, about Grove Street, yeah. decrying the lack of information on Grove Street shootings, and there's big money to be had for somebody who has information. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, we, I'm a mother, I'm a woman. I'm a resident. I'm a person. I am mortified that nobody has come forward. Two people dead, seven injured in this shooting. I mean, and a question after, I, and and nobody wants to help catch the culprit. What's wrong with you people? Now here, did did that go down as a mass shooting, 
or did it just go down as a gang incident? And if it goes down as a gang incident, does that negate it being a mass shooting? No, they'll be listed as both. For instance, in Chicago, you'll see mass shootings like multiple every weekend. Uh, it is one of the most violent cities in America, unfortunately. Um, so this would be classified as both. I don't think it really gets a classification, though, because it's just a crime. Uh, as far as I recall, uh, Chattanooga doesn't really treat you know, one killing as more egregious than another, if that makes any sense. Well, I think we're about to. Uh, as a county, if 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 I, I'll put my money that we will actually make a crime more egregious if it's gang related countywide. I wouldn't our, be surprised. with our new DA, and I'm not I'm not arguing about it. I'm just saying right. I, that's my prediction. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Uh, and DA Pinkston actually did try to do that with uh, Rico Law yes. uh, ages ago, and it worked beautifully for him until, until the court <laughs> the court said you can't do that anymore. Right. And remember that was actually well, you don't remember. That actually occurred when my case involving the incident in 2018 was, you know, in front of the grand jury and the court and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And he, I know for a fact that they were going to drop the charges well before they did, but that landed in his lap. Mm. I my my tiny little case went way back to the back his back burner, and he had to deal with 22 Rico. You know, yeah, it was. A I huge mean, convictions, case. convictions yeah, that got thrown out. It was huge. Um, the Dallas shooting, it now appears uh, the the shooter. I'm not going to say alleged. 37 year old Jeremy Smith, facing three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and other things as well. This guy has apparently a massive phobia against Asian Americans. Why? Uh, he was involved in a car crash. A couple of years ago with an Asian man, Asian-American man, I don't know what his, his linear descent was, mm-hmm. and he actually had a major head injury. And since then, this is this is coming from, from both sides of this case. Mm-hmm. This is what we know about this guy. We know he actually ran into the shop, you know, the Koreatown hair salon in Dallas the week before and started screaming at everybody. Hmm. So they knew who he was, they knew his face, they Clearly knew he was crazy. disturbed guy, yeah. But he had brain injury in this wreck oh. and said he had been having delusions about the Asian American mob coming after him ever since. The what? Okay. He actually got fired for verbally attacking his boss a woman of Asian descent. What does he think the Yakuza's out to get him? That's exactly what he thought. He, he thought have been the, institutionalized. The, 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 yeah. the Yakuza or Yakuza was out to get him. The Asian mob. I don't know what else that would be. The Golden be. Triangle's out to get this one guy who was in one car crash. Department of Justice. This is all the upfront wrap-up, by the way. I didn't this actually is, say that. I, I just want to say, this is the problem with paranoid delusions, uh, and I suffer from them, of course. This is the problem you too. The, with paranoid <laughs> delusions is that you have to think rationally. Why are they out to get you specifically? Like, if it were me, why are they out to get me? Well, because he said certain things on a podcast. Because you have delusions of grandeur. As long <laughs> right. as you're delusional, you think you're so important that somebody actually, you know, you show up on their radar. Yeah, somehow. That's, you narcissist. That's a narcissism. Yeah. It is narcissism. It, it absolutely is, yeah. and Narcissism people, doesn't necessarily mean you think you're the most handsome person in the room. Right. You just think you might be the most sought after, as in they're apt to get you person in the room. Yeah. You're that important. What the, the question that people who suffer from these delusions have to answer is, what sets 
sets you apart from every person else who who shares your exact same views. You're an individual snowflake, uh, snowflake unlike any other, just like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Cadis Council for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services is the sponsor for this particular segment of the show, the Upfront Wrap Up, where we try to give you as many headlines as we can as quickly as we can. Thank you very much to Cadis and the good folks out there doing God's work, trying to get people unaddicted to drugs. You will always be an addict, but you can certainly alter your life to where it doesn't dominate everything that you do. I will say, though, drug-free. Sorry, I, I almost feel bad for the guy now knowing that. Like, it doesn't excuse what he did. No, but. no. And and we still don't know much about, you know, we know everything about where the 18-year-old in Buffalo got his gun, his, his, the magazines mm-hmm. and all the rest of the stuff, and what motivated him. Apparently, just craziness motivated him. We don't know much else about it. There were it. red flags with the other guy. Yeah. Going into the place and screaming a week before well, is yes, kind of a red flag. Yes, and at flag. that point, he should have been institutionalized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then that wouldn't have happened. I'm with you. Yeah, he wouldn't have had an, uh, access to weapons. Here. Department of Justice, I've got a question for you before we get off the front wrap-up in a second, too. Sure. Don't go anywhere. Department of Justice uh, forcing casino mogul Steve Wynn to register as a foreign lobbyist because he's done so much business with China. This mm-hmm. is a massively wealthy man. That's an interesting little turn of events. Yeah. Uh, New York is on COVID high alert, according to the CDC. They're mm-hmm. asking people to start wearing their masks mm-hmm. indoors again. Good luck with that. Uh, they will. Teenager died well. at the Jersey Shore yesterday. His sister was rescued. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my gosh. They were. Di- they, they, I thought it was like out of Dunes, you know, National Park. No, it was just you a know, beach. Great White Sands National Park. It was just a beach at the Jersey Shore. And they were digging with Frisbees. I think he was 17 or 18. Oh, I saw this story. And digging with his 10 or 11-year-old sister. And they they dug a big ditch with Frisbees. And the wall of the, the the sand pit that they had created caved in on him, and he would he died. Yeah, I mean, it's they several got hundred hit, pounds. they got her out. Yeah. That that is it's my terrifying. worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I grew up uh, in in Ohio. We had lots of the flatland where I grew up. We not only had incredible corn that was higher than an elephant's eye, but we had lots of quarries, and they had sand mountains of just you know debris sand that just mm-hmm. would sit there. And every year, some kid would die in a sand avalanche by trying to climb to the top wow. of it. Oh, man. And it would just start shifting, and it would literally, it, what happens is it liquefies under your feet, yeah. and you just sink like quicksand, and it just rushes over you. Yeah. It would just completely envelop you, and you, they don't even know where you are. You just go on a missing list until they dig up your bones later. Did you That's ever, a nightmare. Did you ever bury yourself or one of your no, kids no, back in no. the day? My claustrophobia would not, allow, would not allow sand? me to do that. No. Oh, I would, I would come roaring up out of the sand like some sort of creature from your <laughs> darkest nightmare. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to stand that. It's the Shai Halud. Uh, I mean, it's shallow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big sandworm. Um, <laughs> Pastor Joshua Henley here in our neck of the woods facing life in prison for child molestation. You know what? All the people who are crazy about, you know, pedophilia, why don't you go after the actual child molesters yeah, and not the made-up crap that you believe? I know. You know, for God's sakes, there are more than enough of them out there. It is does seem to be almost an epidemic. And here you go. Supreme Court has an upcoming decision that will... It, it's going to set you at conflict. I, I know where you and I both generally agree on states rights Mm -hmm. uh it's laid out in the constitution this is inarguable Mm -hmm. if it's not if it's not here in the above articles here it belongs to the states right and so much of what we argue about here in the culture wars (laughs) is really negated by the constitution it says this is a state's issue right that includes gun control so how will you come down if the supreme court says yes the federal government has a right to make New York 
loosen its carry rules and well, laws, which is what it is going to decide. If they say the federal government can make them loosen their carry permit rules in this in the city and state of New York, which side would you come down on? The Supreme Court side, constitutional side, or the gun side? Well, here's the problem with that. And normally I would argue uh, for the states, even if I don't agree with what they do, because it's up to the states. However, when it comes to the Second Amendment, there have been, there is a lot of precedent, just like the First Amendment and any other amendment. There's a lot of precedent that comes into play. So Heller versus D.C., or is it Henkel versus D.C.? I think it's Heller. One of them. The case versus D.C. is one of the most prominent ones that's been used uh, with the Supreme Court in regards to carry of firearms. And in that case, a gentleman from the District of Columbia, who was a former cop or on-duty cop, I don't recall, had a firearm in his house, and it was uh, he was prosecuted for having the gun in his house, even though he's a cop. Well, it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that you can't, as a state or as a district, uh, tell people that they can't have guns in their houses because you're guaranteed that right under the Second Amendment. He's not a felon. He's not otherwise restricted from carrying firearms or having firearms. So the Supreme Court has also ruled on the carry of firearms uh, in regards to issuance of uh, concealed carry permits. So they've ruled that states can't not issue concealed carry permits which is to say they have to have some mechanism for allowing people to carry guns. It can be restrictive, but they have to have some mechanism for that because the first, the Second Amendment demands it. So that's where it stands. Uh, for instance, uh, I believe Washington State uh, recently was involved in a really big case where it was determined that they can't just ban the carry of firearms because they have to have some mechanism, even if it's restrictive, for allowing the carrying of firearms by lawful well, citizens. You got you know, this falls squarely into that category of you know it's it's double standard, it's hypocrisy in so many ways. Sure. When you say it's my body, it's my choice, but I got to make you get a vaccination or flip it around. Sure. You know, and you say, well, you know, I I, I need to deserve to be able to carry a weapon wherever I want to, and then you're basically arguing against states' rights or local rule, and if they think otherwise, you know, da 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 da. And I think it's, it's, I think you, it's more you, compartmentalized you, you, you than can, that. You can have your cake and do whatever you want to with it. <laughs> I think it's more compartmentalized. You want to eat it? Go ahead and eat it. This, you know? is, this is a kidding, not kidding statement. I'm, I'm I'm almost to the point where I think the United Countries of America is where we need to be. Well, that's what it used to be. Yeah. I'm done with yeah. the feds. Yeah. I'm yeah. done with the feds. I'm done with the Supreme Court, of the, 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 the federal f- Supreme Court. The United Countries of America. Well, States are big. Dude. You don't want to live in this country? Go live in another one. There's Go live a, in this country of Kentucky. Dick, dude, Dixiecrats. Before, uh, before uh, eighteen or sorry, before seventeen ninety, that's what it was. Because under the Articles of Confederation, before the Constitution was ratified, that's what it was. The Federalists were the ones who joined it from a loose confederation into a federal system. Damn Federalists, well, Alexander Hamilton. D.C. They can be their own country. Just be your own country, yeah. Washington D.C. Yeah. I like it being its own little place without anything. Uh, in concluding representation to be frank black lives matter 42 million dollars in assets i was kind of surprised at this oh i'm not Um, they formed uh uh you know a a corporation Mm, uh a non-profit and they released a 63 page uh form 990 as a non-profit Mm. to the irs yesterday and it showed that even though they still don't have a ceo um an actual paid staff they've got a whopping piece of property outside of uh, Studio City in Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, that is serving as a gathering place for all kinds of, of, of black-centric activities. And they have invested $39 million, $37 million out of the $42 million to be able to keep it going on to, uh, into perpetuity. 
So it's an organization that is very real. It's not just a movement. It is actually an entity, and it has money. And a lot it, of money. it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And I, I was I was surprised that they took so many steps without having somebody in charge. I thought that was weird. Well, there was uh, there were several people who were in charge. Uh, however, they stepped down after uh, basically taking the money and running. One of the ladies, uh, I believe, was from Toronto actually, and she bought this massive mansion outside of Hollywood. So you know, that's where your T-shirt money <laughs> went. Shocking news. Here's, yeah. <laughs> here's your last one. Um, this this could be the wave of the future when it comes to benefits, especially in the reddest of red states where you do have some, I'll go ahead and use the phrase, woke corporations. Uh, <laughs> part of the benefits package, Starbucks will now pay for whatever transportation needs their employees have if they need an abortion. If they have to travel five states over, Starbucks will pay for that travel yeah, we and about their that. stay. Yeah, And that is just, you know, they, they codified it yesterday and said that anybody seeking abortions or gender confirmation procedures, and if they don't have access within 100 miles of their home, they will pick up the bill if they are working for them. That's a big bubble. That is is a pretty substantial, you know... um, Hat in the ring, right there, in that particular uh, you know societal debate that's going on. Well, Starbucks. Starbucks. I'll never go to Starbucks again. <laughs> yeah. They can I, do with their money what they want. I, I was going to say I, I'm not a fan of Starbucks. I don't want to pay eight dollars for a cup of coffee personally. I don't care what flavor it is or how much whipped cream or what color the whipped cream is. It doesn't make any difference to me. But you know, I think they're also paying college tuition. And you don't have to spend eight dollars. Well, now I'm I even, don't know. I, I'm even I, more against five or them six. Now. Yeah, it is not a lot. for a cup of tea, and that's what I go for. Yeah. Have you ever seen the kid from $2. Brooklyn? <laughs> you, you remember the kid from Brooklyn? We pulled that. It was a. It was an early viral video before there was social media. It mm-hmm. literally was just a viral video, and it's a guy who recorded himself, and he was known as a ticket scalper in Brooklyn. And that's why he was called the kid from Brooklyn. He was known as a ticket scalper, but he decided to start doing editorials on camera, and they became wildly popular. And the two that are the most popular is that everybody who gets on a plane needs to be handed a Louisville slugger. He's very (laughs) real about this. (laughs) So they can beat the hell out of anybody who pops up and says, I'm hijacking the plane. And the other one has to do with Starbucks. What about the working man? He's saying, you know, I used to be able to go in and get eggs and bacon and a a shot of OJ for $3, and now they're wanting $6 for a cup of coffee. (laughs) What about the working man? And he's got this foul mouth. He goes, I'll check it out. People's Home Equity does the Everybody's Got One segment, which is what you just heard the theme music for. Get approved, pre-approved for your mortgage at People's Home Equity. Save time, money, stress, and worry. Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, 591 And uh, the Everybody's Got One segment is the editorial segment. I'm just going to say it very quickly and succinctly. Russia has already lost this particular engagement. It doesn't really matter what happens from this point forward. Vladimir Putin clearly thought that he would be able to invade Ukraine with impunity that they would fold up like a cheap tent, and that NATO was too weak and confused to do anything. Now, the first Russian soldier has pled guilty to war crimes. Many more will follow. Mariupol has fallen, but the Ukrainian army has pushed the Russian army all the way back to its own border, and NATO is now stronger than it has been in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember a time when NATO was so cogent, cohesive, and 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 corroborative together with all the, the participating nations. And Finland and Sweden, given the bird to Vladimir Putin, said, don't tell us what to do. We will do what we want to do. We're a sovereign nation. And he has basically made NATO 
encroach upon Russia far more than they were before the invasion of Ukraine. It has blown up in its face, in its face. It's gotten so bad that I'm starting to wonder if Vladimir Putin was a CIA plant the whole time. I, I, I really, I, there is nothing, they, they, so they ended up, you know, capturing at the Mariupol steel plant, they say 694 soldiers. Remember, mm. there were 2,000 people in there. Yep. And I, as I said, I think even Putin at some point had to, somebody got in his ear and said, this is a public relations nightmare on it a global is. scale. You're, you are losing everywhere except for where you have control of the state-run media. And even there, it's beginning to slip because there are cracks in that iron wall. Yep. And so he basically had to do something to make it look like he was not the callous killer that we all know him to be. I say all, with a few exceptions, again, in the GOP, uh, pro-Russian, pro-Putin. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But I'm just I'm saying... He, he's lost. He, he's lost this battle. He may hold on. They may hold on to the Donbass. They may hold on to the area around the Crimean, but it's never going to be the same, and he now has a more unified front against him than he could have imagined. This has really been a disaster. Yeah. Feel free. I was going to say, it, it it calls into question, in my opinion, the necessity uh, for the $34 billion past this point, you know, because it's like... It's, it's done. It's pretty yeah. much done. Uh, the dub moment of the day brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors. I'm riding out this hullabaloo, and I strongly advise you to do the same thing, but you do what you want to do. But if you want some advice, <laughs> call 710-9199, 710-9199. Of course, Eric Code 423, Todd to Gary Thurman, Tide McIntosh. They do their own podcast over there, Guardian Investment Advisor. The dub moment, first of all, I get the dub moment today for being so stupid to <laughs> say I was wrong, and then I was wrong about being wrong, and so I just wrong, wrong and around the collar here. At least we admit when we're wrong. Yeah, we do. And uh, I just... The other part is just is is where are you going with this? Uh, the people who believe in the conspiracy theory about replacement, you know, replacing all the white males in in the working place and replacing us in this great nation of ours, and the people who believe in, you know, this this ridiculous critical race theory crap that the schools and librarians are somehow in some sort of cabal to indoctrinate your kids. <laughs> this is such bullshit. It's unimaginable. Yeah. It really is. I, I can't believe that thinking intelligent people buy into this. But if you're one of those, if you're one of those and you really do have your head in the sand or up your own butt or up on somebody else's butt, up the great, you know, flabby orange butt that we all know this stuff descends from, if that's where you live, where are you going with this? What do you want? If, if you are secretly cheering the 18-year-old in Buffalo, cheering these people who are standing up for their race and you're pro-murder, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Are you pro-Holocaust? Do you think that after 400 years of slavery and almost 200 years of Jim Crow and segregation that you're going to make the African Americans in this country leave because they're uncomfortable? <laughs> do you think you're going to make Asian Americans who have moved here and are two or three generations here American citizens, all of which probably know more about American history than you do because they had to take a test that you never had to take? Are you going to make Native Americans leave their native land? How, how is this going to play out for you? Where are you going? Where are you bound, brother? Where are you bound? Get your head out of your butt. Get your head out of the sand. Look around and tell me, what is the end game for you? If it's not intentional, cold-blooded, calculated murder, which is what happened in Buffalo by one of your sycophants, one of your followers, one of your you know devout believers, and you know who you are if you're out there. You probably aren't listening to this podcast, but you all know people who are like this. 
What do they want? Do they want an American Holocaust? I have to assume that's it. Well, let's what, hope not. That nobody is going to make anybody leave this country because they're uncomfortable. If anything, white American liberals will leave because they're uncomfortable. Because there are mm-hmm. other places they can go and they can do so with a lot more ease than most. That's very true. That's, money, if huh? there's going to be a brain drain, it will be on your own people who just happen to be on the other side of a political fence. Not even a very big political fence when you get right down to it. So is this what you want? Do you want murder in the streets every day? Because guess what? At some point, they will start shooting back. And the same people that are cheering this guy in Buffalo and don't think they're not out there, you know, were the ones that were saying Black Lives Matter. You know, that was the real danger to America. But mass murder on an unacceptable and unprecedented scale is somehow the answer to everything. Where are you bound, brother? That is so backwards. Yeah, of course it is. It's backward thinking. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm not going to steal anything else from you. Go ahead and go, Pim <laughs> Jen. And, and I've got a couple I might have. Birds and beer. This is these, these two first things are happening tonight. Birds and beer chimney swift roost watch party. All That's right. a tongue twister. Uh, happening from 7 to 9 p.m. at Universal Joint. It's free. You do have to RSVP. There, You'll be watching... Migrating swifts as they funnel into a tall chimney downtown. Also, I love that. I, actually, I, I yeah, sit and watch that, those, that those sounds, guys for hours that and hours. Nice. All right. Uh, Patrick Davis is playing at the uh, Macklemore Club on Thursday night tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, $55 will get you in there. Catch the first concert in Mac. Is it Macklemore? Macklemore. Macklemore yeah. Cove is the area down in uh, Georgia in Lookout Valley that is uh, so nice. It's well, a beautiful doing, little cove. He, there's a Macklemore songwriting series uh, with the writer of songs performed by Jimmy Buffett, um, Imelda May, and more. Okay. Friday night, there is, it's free screening day at the Speech and Hearing Center uh, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You, it's free. You do have to RSVP, get a free uh, hearing and speech screening to ensure that you or your loved one doesn't have an undiagnosed hearing loss problem. Um, I think that's a good thing, too. I think I have hearing loss. I think everyone in this room has hearing loss. I don't have any hearing loss. Really? None. Okay. None none whatsoever. My hearing is 20-20. It's working with headphones for so long. Um, Godel Bordello. Yes. You know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, I, I have no idea who these yeah, people are. Yeah, they're an incredibly entertaining band. Well, they're going to be at The Signal on Friday night, $26. They're playing at 8.30. Um, it's a nine-piece ensemble with members hailing from all over the world. They slayed at the second Bonnaroo. Yeah, okay. I've never seen them, and I guess now I'd like to. Uh, also Friday um, at the Cherry Street Tavern, they're doing a Ghost and Booze Bar Tour of Chattanooga from 6 to 8 p.m., it's twenty four ninety nine to do that. This boozy twist on a ghost tour makes stops at some of Chattanooga's famously haunted pubs. You know what the most haunted place in Chattanooga is? Watts Bar. Uh, mm. Watts is it the underground? Mm. Is it, it the actually, Reed House? You, none of you will get it. It's 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 crazy. I was talking to somebody who is actually a medium and works in the field of mediums and seers and somebody that. And I was told this that there's I would a like consensus. To meet this person. 
when you're leaving downtown and you go through the East Ridge tunnels, yeah. right? Not the East Ridge, excuse me, the going into Red Bank, Stringer's Ridge tunnels. Oh, yes. Yeah. That little biker place right on the right. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily that bar, which used to be an outpost for the outlaws. Right. Literally a, a bad, bad biker bar. Yes, But yes, that yes. whole segment, a uh, swath of land, is the most haunted place in the Chattanooga area. And you think about it, Stringer's Ridge was so pivotal in the Civil War, yeah. Native American lore, and yeah. they had the mental hospital, Pine Breeze, yeah, up right. there, which oh, was yeah. a snake pit for decades. And people died in droves up there. And they I said still that's the think most the knitting mill's pretty haunted. Yeah. I really wait, do. Wait, I'm sorry. That's all. All right, well, I got, I got just real quick. Um, they're giving away free trees at the Chattanooga Nature Center, Reflection Riding. Call nice. Mark Me Knight down there. This is all about trying to get you know native grasses and trees back in our soil around here. I always am amazed at the uh, the the get ability of the best of the preps banquet, and they've got of course Stetson Bennett, the fourth, the most valuable player in the championship game for the Georgia Bulldogs, going to be speaking on the eighth of June. That would be interesting. And Ringling Brothers is back. The circus is back. Ringling right. Brothers, you know, they, they famously, you know, retired and folded up their tents a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the Ringling Brothers is coming back, the greatest show on earth, blah, blah, blah. I can guarantee you it will be without animals. It will be all human I'm action. Okay with I that. would hope so. Yeah, I'm not so, a huge so. fan of that. No, I know. I understand. All right, there you go. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Pimp's Corner brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial footwear and PPE needs and these cool shoes we got. These green eco shoes. Safety yeah. begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety I noticed products. you guys have all been wearing them. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I like uh, that. I, I wear them without socks, which I don't normally do. I'm yeah, not me too. No, I a think that's, guy. they look better that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers showing up at your doorstep. That's what happened to a Texas mother whose two-year-old son got a hold of her unlocked phone. He had ordered all of that through <laughs> Grubhub or DoorDash. Uh, the total amount came to over $60, and the little tyke even left a nice $16 tip. I Good. warned you, Mom. <laughs> they, they raised him right. <laughs> I told you I'd do it. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. I think can. that's funny. <laughs> yes, we can order feed burgers. Okay, you've already, you've already told the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Tuesday, officials broke ground on the Nuga Live, which is a new dining and entertainment area in Eastridge. They're it'll calling be, it All Ages. It'll be a part of the Gateway development. Nuga Live will feature a stage for live entertainment, a whiskey bar, and space for multiple restaurant yeah, options. the All Ages. And outdoor activity, activities. The project is set to be completed by the end of this year. To see more, you can visit uh, liveatthegateway.com. There's been a survey that has shown that men say they wear their underwear more than one day in a row well yeah of course one in a hundred men say they wear their underwear up to a full week well yeah of course you guys do that no No. not a full week that is disgusting two days not true no not true all right i mean some a homeless person does i'm more well sure we're we're not talking homeless here two days maybe you know if you if you boys really need a home for a couple of days even two days is too much for me it depends on the level of activity in my opinion like if i'm i don't leave skid marks i don't know about you guys no 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 i'm (laughs) thorough there's a lot of variables involved in underwear (laughs) wearership yes there is 
If I don't take a shower, I don't change clothes. <laughs> right, exactly. So if I change clothes, I change clothes. There you go. You're sort of clothes, missing the forest the for the trees clothes here. pretty much goes from the inside out, right? Mm. There you go. Well, inside out is a good point because you can just turn your underwear Ew, inside and out. And then it gets on your pants. No, then it's good for another What's day. It? What's That's disgusting. Oh, All right, so. I, I thought you this brought was, it up, Jim. Apparently so. Well, because I knew I would get this reaction. That's why I brought then it up. Then, if you need another day, you just turn it around backwards, and then you can turn it inside out again. So you got four <laughs> days out of one pair. Hey, y'all see me wear my jeans inside out, pockets flapping. I, I about thought that. this was an interesting little snippet. Different people have different traditions when it comes to paying respects to their to the deceased. Some bring flowers to cemeteries, while others place rocks upon the gravestones. There are also many who bring coins with them to the graveyards. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself at a cemetery and you see coins on someone's grave marker, oh, I know about this. don't touch them, and certainly don't take them. <laughs> They're there for a reason. Now I can buy a Coke at the vending machine. Most often seen on headstones of veterans are the coins. Um, it's especially the ones who died while serving in the military. The coins have different meanings depending on which one is used. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, but all are left there as a message to the soldiers' families uh, that someone recently visited their loved one. If it's a penny, it signifies someone came just to pay their respects. If a nickel is left by someone who attended boot camp, it's someone who attended boot camp with the deceased. If a dime is put there by someone who served. Uh, in the armed services alongside them, mm -hmm. and a quarter is placed by somebody who was there when the soldier passed away. Well, let me jump in real quick and say this. Uh, I'm, a, and if you're a Jewish, we put rocks. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I went to my, I mentioned when we went down for Mother's Day to see my mom. Uh, it's also Decoration Day. Y'all know what Decoration yes. Day is. I don't of know the agenda if I you do. did or not. Um, so we went out to the grave sites on both sides of the family and pulled weeds and replaced flowers, did all that stuff, mm -hmm. and there is an AA coin sitting there on my Aww. dad's grave he's been gone 11 years at the end of june hmm. and it is still there where i where i put it and wow. there are there and that is not something you see in southern baptist you know graveyards very often but there were several stones there you just and i don't think people don't know the the code so right. they just leave something there but or it i could mean be a it, jewish it, friend it has, and there's a little bitty tiny pug wearing a georgia g that because he <laughs> loved his pug dog more than he loved any of us um and so and it's just sitting there undisturbed what i, I thought was pretty cool i know we talk right, a exactly lot about it was the, placed we talk a lot about the fact that i i do have jew yes. i have a jew half yes and i have a catholic other half so i know i know what decoration so day confused. is and uh well, I do go and and try to clean up my father's grave hmm. when B, I'm in New Jersey. B the I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I the first time I ever went to the Vietnam Wall, I was just struck dumbfounded by the power of it. Hmm. I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. It, it 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 just came over me like a wave, and I went up and talked to and people were doing the pressings, you know, where yeah. they're do, you know doing the charcoal and the paper mm -hmm. with the of the the names and yeah. and there's all this stuff next to the wall and people come out there every day and leave stuff and i talked to a security guard and they keep everything that is left they take it and they have underground bunker museum you know storage sites mm -hmm. everything that is left by somebody's name including full-blown harleys Wow. And down to lots and lots of joints, mm. you know, from the <laughs> Vietnam War. Yeah. And they're all in there and they're 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 categorized under the name that they were left under. Wow. wow. Isn't that bizarre? That's, That's incredible. Actually it's nice. Everything. It's very, Everything. very nice. I just cool. thought that was and just well, just one more last thing. I I can't help it. I, I am watching this Amber Heard Johnny oh, yeah, Depp yeah. trial. It's good. I think I've seen hundred and eighty five hours of it at this point. Both of them are ruined. They're both I think Johnny's kind of better off. 
but I think Amber Heard's um, attorneys are the dumbest attorneys I've ever seen. <laughs> definitely seems that ever. way. The female attorney that was cross-examining her the other day was a straight razor-toting demon. There, well, that's I would Johnny's, not, I that's would not Johnny's have team. wanted to yeah. be on the stand with her there. Well, she, and she was right. Wow. Amber Heard's attorneys remind me of the prosecutors in the Kyle Rittenhouse case where they were just like mind-bogglingly stupid the entire time. Truly. And it's like, no wonder he won the case. Yeah, you guys are this idiots. entire thing is nauseous to me. Yeah, I mean, what, can't I, they're, 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 I can't they're help it. I can't help it. They're both ruined. They're it's both just the ruined. dumbest of all dumb things I enjoy the, in the drama. history of the world. I mean, I'm the guy who watches 90 Day Fiance, so, you know. Oh <laughs> well, I, watch, I watch professional wrestling, so you yeah. watch what you watch. Ne you naked know? and Afraid XL. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. All right, Russell the Love Muscle gets to flex. What does the XL stand for? I don't know. I, I think I saw a promo for it. I have absolutely no idea. Naked and Afraid? Na naked and Not So Afraid. I don't know. Speaking of racial stereotypes. <laughs> um... So I want to take this opportunity to talk about, since both guns and race have been in the news so much recently, uh, what better time to talk about two of my favorite things, guns and race. Well, the guns, anyway. Much to Jen's uh, chagrin, and Brian's too, I think, uh, I am an avid uh, firearm owner, and I think that everyone uh, we should know. at least be somewhat familiar with them. But many people think, unfortunately, that guns are a white man's game. Guns are for the, the, the macho white man, uh, the, the racist white guy who hopes that he never sees an African-American at the gun range ever. And that is simply not true. In fact, I've experienced quite the opposite, at least in the, the new, uh, more millennial uh, gun centers. Um, they tend to be extremely inclusive, actually, because there's this uh, phrase that goes around, which is, armed minorities are harder to oppress. And it's true. And I have the numbers to back it up. Uh, the Hill has a report here from way back in t uh, 2021. This is reliable sources you could ask for. Sure. Uh, it says black people owning guns have gone up 58.2% according to, that's a huge increase, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which is a non-political organization. They just handled the shooting sports side of it. Uh, and gun groups like the Not Effing Around Coalition, NFAC, uh, consists of armed social justice advocates who demand justice for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, visibly strapped with handguns. They've shown up at uh, several protests. They are predominantly African-American. The Guardian also noted that gun ownership among black people spiked when the President uh, Trump lost the re-election campaign and when Ahmaud Arbery uh, was killed. Uh, also, black gun ownership spiked after that. You can understand why. Back in 2019, NPR credited Philando Castile's death, who was shot and, I would say, murdered by St. Paul, Minnesota police during a traffic stop. He was legally carrying a firearm. The National African American Gun Association, a black alternative to the NRA, which is seeing its numbers go down significantly, saw its membership increase rapidly by about uh, to about 30,000 members, which doesn't sound very big when we're talking about an organization that's pretty new. That's not bad. The organization has been in business since only 2015 and has 75 chapters nationwide. Uh, so uh, I say all of this to say that gun ownership is not a uh, racist white guy thing. It's just not. And while it may have originally been, <laughs> frankly, intended to be because it was a pretty racist time when the Constitution was written with the whole, you know, American. 
uh, compromise and all that Three-fifths stuff. Three-fifths of a citizen? Yeah. Uh, we're past all of that now, fortunately, and the Supreme Court universally agrees that indeed the Second Amendment does apply to every American citizen and even people who are not citizens of the U.S. Malcolm X, a, by any means necessary. Right, which is indeed a welcome change. And that's a good thing to point out, too, is that Malcolm X, I mean, I disagree with what a lot of he did politically, but he was able to keep himself from being offed by the feds or by anyone else for quite a long time because he had the Black Panthers around him with guns. Well, and uh, they, if I asked yeah. the same question him, where you bound, brother, he would have said to someplace different right before he died because right. he didn't like where he was anymore. And we don't know. We don't know. We never will know. But we think it was probably a kinder, gentler face of Islam. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mountains looking at each other. Brought to you by the Intentional Living Project. The IntentionalLivingProject.com. Bruce Dodd's website and project. Learning to be more intentional with everything you do. Controlling your thoughts to some degree. Actually putting some thought into thought. How about that? I just made that up. Feel free to use that. <laughs> nice. When I used to do the show over there at the uh, old radio station across the river that nobody listens to anymore, uh, I constantly had little catchphrases. And I would say, standing here on ground that has been occupied and trod by humankind for over 10,000 years. And that's where we are right now, talking about Mox and Ben. It's back on the front burner. And what mm-hmm. are we going to do with Mox and Ben? What do you do with a problem called Mox and Ben? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, of course, it's called that because it's shaped like a mox, and as you look down from Lookout Mountain, and that's where mox come from. I'm stealing this directly from Mickey Robbins and the uh, Times Free Press historical thing, um, the local historical name. Mickey Robbins, go to Chattanooga Historical Association and abbreviate that asos.org for more information. I right, 10,000 years of humankind, I think that's probably, you know, shorting it a few thousand uh, bottom land on the Tennessee River. Uh, permanent settlements came after all the nomadic hunters. And, of course, we had the woodland and agrarian Mississippian cultures, Native Americans. Spanish explorers came through the site. Uh, the area now known as Hampton Place was where uh, DeSoto... It's it's all it's often been said that he stood up on Lookout Mountain and said, I've come far enough, and he went back. No, he did not. He descended. Say, why would he do he that? He descended. They crossed the river, and he came over to Moxenbin and continued on from there. I don't know. what. There's a couple of plaques of it that said something like that. It was the furthest point that he actually uh, extended his uh, exploration. That is incorrect. Sometime in the second half of the 16th century, that site, now Hampton Village, was decimated by fire. This is interesting. They had these uh, clay-thatched roofs, and the fire made them harden. So the archaeological sites, it was like digging at Pompeii. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. difficult to get to, but when you got through, they were actually rich with artifacts. And again, I said we've ignored our own history too long in this area. It's a shame. Native Americans in the southeast, of course, never had contact with Europeans before then. DeSoto and his men brought disease, sickness with them, and economic upheaval. So the Mississippian folk fled, and then here come the Muscogee, known as the Creek Tribes, they settled in the rich bottomland. By the time of the American Revolution, they got displaced by the Cherokees. I've said before, the Creek were more militant. The Cherokee were in greater numbers and were more organized and were better tacticians. Um, under duress from the emerging colonial economy, these tribes of Iroquois origin, the Cherokee, shifted from a village-based culture to farmsteading. And again, when you go back and look at the history of the Trail of Tears, these were not people living in thatched huts or teepees. They lived in big homes 
and they owned slaves, and they still got uprooted and sent halfway across the country to die. They were much more like us than yes, we would like to admit. much more. Uh, 1819, there was a treaty that ceded land north of the Tennessee River uh, that butted up with a, pretty much the area where Baylor School is right now. There was one, this is something they ought to teach in local schools. There was a slave named James Smith. Yeah. All right, excuse me, there was a slave owner named James Smith yeah. who worked at this farm there around Baylor, and one of his slaves named Jacob Cummings liberated himself from bondage in July of 1839, pushed off from the shore of the bend near Brown's Ferry in an old Indian canoe and crossed over to Williams Island, made his way up to Canada and became an active agent on the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Why are we not teaching that? It's it's badass is what it is, and for some it reason is. we never talk about it. Could yeah. you, I mean, you, go, you walk to Canada. There needs to be a movie about that, And then you dude. come back again and again to help other people walk to Canada yeah. under fire the entire time. Yeah, why is there no movie? Like, this is what I don't get about Hollywood. Why Why aren't we making movies about stuff like this that's so know. fascinating? Local Cherokee families, of course, were corralled in stockades at Ross's Landing. They were essentially concentration camps. Yeah. Shipped down river at Tennessee, uh, there at the bend. Others crossed overland right through my neck of the woods up there and on. We know the Trail of Tears was not just one trail. During the Civil War, Moxon became the weak point and the Confederate siege of Chattanooga, Union artillery pieces on Stringer's Ridge at the toe of the bend bombarded defense routes on the shoulder of Lookout Mountain, allowing U.S. soldiers to pour up Lookout Valley, open up the Cracker Line, boom, Chattanooga Falls, and the march to the sea, Sherman and Grant, was, was made possible. Uh, the bend became uh, the first recorded effort to actually preserve it, Came in 1920 under Adolph OCHS, <laughs> that famous uh, Chattanooga leader, Alfred uh, Adolph OCHS, Ox. I hope they never pronounce my name wrong in the future. of the Chattanooga Times and then the new New York Times, the fledgling, offered to put up half the cost to develop the land as a park if local interest provided the other half. And there was no matching money that ever came forth. And so they went on to purchase the Civil War battlefields on the eastern and western slopes of Lookout Mountain and donate them to the Chickamauga Chattanooga National Military Park, right? 1926, finally, Charles Howard, manager of the Industrial Bureau of the Chamber of Commerce here in town, stated that the bend must be used for industry instead of a, quote, nice ladylike park, unquote. (laughs) Citizens did not care for that, and they were led by one Mrs. J.W. Neal Evans Johnson, who said, nay, nay, we will keep the nice ladylike park atmosphere in place. And that brings us to today, <laughs> which is we are still looking at how we do we preserve it and will it be called a park or remain an archaeological site and what will remain, golf course, mental hospital, the mental hospital is going to go. There you go. Mountains looking at each other. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company, which takes that water out of the Tennessee River and turns it into drinking water for you and, of course, water for every other use around here. I'm going to actually have to wash my car today as much as I hate it. So Me too. Side note. Tennessee American Water Company. I I wondered when you said that name Howard I wondered oh I wonder if he's who the Howard School is named after no the Howard School is named after Oliver Otis Howard a uh, Union general in the United States Army in the Civil War I didn't be knowing that I did not know that either Hamlin County spending 15 million dollars on sewers wastewater treatment authority for projects in Signal Mountain Middle Valley and East Brainerd uh, nobody likes talking about sewers, working on sewers, but somebody's got to work on the sewers or we all just end up in serious trouble. And we spend a hell of a lot of money on sewers. Yeah, we do. Uh, there's a petition that has been launched trying to get scenic river designation for North Chickamauga Creek. It would not really alter much. It would give it one small layer of protection above what it already has. I don't sure. see. Again, that the, the, the pocket wilderness, it is, as it has been known for a long time. That's not the official name, is it? No, but it was. It was. The first pocket wilderness was up in Sparta. It was Virgin Falls. And okay. then North Chick was close to follow. 
And the reason that they're there is because it's too steep to timber. You can't yeah. cut timber in, in, in sides that steep. And so they said, let's just do something for PR purposes well, and leave it up as a beauty strip. You know what they did do in that area? And I'm glad you brought this up because I, I, I'll i be brief, Brian. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> they, I'm glad you brought this up. In that area used to be coal mines. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Saudi Daisy was a coal mining town. No, in the big Saudi Gulf, well, you know, yeah. where we have been. And, and you didn't. You never show up for any time we do something outside <laughs> of the, you know, the, the, the little unit here. Uh, but, I mean, when we went out there, I mean, there were all kinds of signs of old coal mining activity all up and down through there. Yeah, the uh, Saudi – hold on a second. Keep talking. I'll I just have the six uh, – speaking of water, we got six water samples – at Hamilton County schools that tested way above state action levels for lead. So be aware of this. Uh, they took 24, uh, excuse me, 760 water samples collected at 24 Hamilton County schools, and the worst was at Udawa Middle and at East Ridge High. And wow. they're levels that you should be concerned about, and they're trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, okay, if you, if you want to know more about the history of that area with the coal mining, there's a uh, series of books uh, called the Good Old Days books. You can buy them at the Saudi Daisy Museum uh, and the Saudi Daisy Montlake Historical Association. On Go to the, Circle. to the Coke Museum over in Dunlap. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Coke, the Coke Ovens Museum over there is fascinating. It really is. Uh, Lynn St. James has been selected as the Grand Marshal for the Motor Car Festival coming up again in October. Our friend Corky Co- Coker, of course, will be Grand Marshal Emeritus from this point forward. Uh, but Brian DeFore announced this. And if you don't know Lynn St. James, uh, the female driver, 1992 Indianapolis 500 Rookie of the Year, recently inducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame. She'll be Grand Marshal, and that uh, the Motor Car Festival will be October 14th, 15th, and 16th. Cool. That's a cool event. I didn't even realize this. Last year, uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC was in town with oh. one of his cars. Oh. I didn't know that. I, I think there would have been a lot more people down there just to see him drive by. He's also known for uh, briefly being the Hamilton County School Superintendent. Yep. Uh, Thomasville, Alabama, this is the state-by-state news. Hospital opened early in the coronavirus pandemic, is now at risk of closure, and officials say the timing is the reason they couldn't get enough federal aid. Oh, no. Atlanta, Georgia, several black students who were suspended for trying to protest Confederate flag displays at Coosa High School have filed a federal lawsuit against the school district and board members. Wait, the Freedom of speech. Wait a minute, were the Confederate flags at the high school? Yes. That's a little bit. There you I go. Mean, come on. Well, I mean, when they're called the rebels or the generals well, or something sure, like that. Well, sure, but Atlanta? Yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina, last fall, lawmakers approved a $30 million package to address a lack of air conditioning in the state prison system. Oh, my gosh. As we're approaching 90 degrees today and going to yeah. be in the mid-90s tomorrow, yeah. no AC construction has begun. How could you survive a North Carolina summer in a prison with no AC. Why do these that people? That would suck. Oh how, my God! How come these people keep reoffending and they're so angry against the system when Here they get go. out? Nashville, Tennessee, already mentioned this. Uh, uh, the first of its kind law requiring businesses to post special signs if they allow transgender people to use the bathroom of their choice has been struck down by a federal judge. That's so stupid. It it's stupid. so stupid. We have we're a nation, uh, a confederacy of dunces. It's an yes. idiocracy, truly. Like I'm on, the, like I'm probably on the other side of this issue, but I also don't freaking care. My like God. it doesn't matter what is wrong with you people. Here's something you'll care. Top, top of the pops, country music hall of fame. I care about that a lot. Forget all the the rigmarole about the rock and roll hall of fame and Dolly Parton. Country hall of fame adds Keith Whitley, Joe Galante. Now th- this is interesting. What they do. Uh, at the Country Hall of Fame, 
Galante's induction is in the non-performer category. Um, is he a visual they, artist? They rotate recording, touring musician, and songwriter categories. Hmm. And he was actually an engineer. He was an engineer, okay. a producer. But also, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis finally gets into the Country Hall of Fame. Okay. And uh, for those who didn't know, uh, Keith Whitley was really remarkably talented, and he was very popular around here. Chris Whitley, different guy. Both of them died way too young uh, early in their careers. And uh, Chris just, Whitley was great. Yeah, he, he, was, he was something. Most people just know him because of that one song, uh, Big Sky Country that yes. was in the Thelma and Louise during Great the song. sex scene soundtrack. So that's the reason it sticks out in their mind. But Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, still with us, believe it or not. And possibly, when did he do country music? Forgive my ignorance. I, I, they, they I mean, just, great they, balls of fire. They, exactly, exactly. A whole lot of shaking going on. Simply as an influence, kind of a seminal influence, like some of the other people getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Country musicians do covers of his stuff. And of course, he was country as Cornbone. You know, as we all know, he was, you know, uh, just cousins to Johnny Cash and, and literally cousins to Jimmy Swagger. He was highly popular among rural people because, let's face it, he was a white guy doing R&B music. Right. He was he was a rockin'er Pat Boone, you know, who co-opted a lot of music and turned it into rock and roll as we know it. Hmm. Jerry Lillou and led a nefarious and no good lifestyle that would not make him any friends in this neck of the woods today. Yeah, the guy's pretty much a piece of trash. Yeah, including yeah, drug, alcohol addiction, crashing cars, fighting all the time, marrying his 13-year-old cousin, first cousin, thank you very much, blood yeah. cousin. Yeah. Okay. Have at it. Um, I got nothing. Kind of like Woody Allen. Um, I got nothing. You guys got Woody any Woody Allen ums? didn't do that. Yeah, he married his 13-year-old cousin. No, he did no, not. No, he did not. And he sang Great Balls of Fire. Did yeah. plenty Very of things poorly, that were yeah. pretty yeah. reprehensible. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's one of them. You guys don't remember when Woody Allen was implicated in the My Lai Massacre? I uh, <laughs> No, he would have been hurting his own people. His in-laws. <laughs> See, that's why. He's a war bride. No. Hey, there, there's, there's one that got the genius label early on and then squandered it. He did adopt yeah. her, though, yeah. right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So okay. J- Jerry Lee Lewis is in the Country <laughs> Music Hall of Fame because he's got a lot of country friends and people cover yeah. his music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Don't go to the Halls of Fame if you don't want to see something. He was, that in it. He was the original influencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know most, most loser country acts and pop acts don't write their own music. I no. get that. I, I, are, uh, Kane Brown Day, the dude doesn't write a single song he sings. I'll, I'll say it again. Kane Brown, if you want a hit country song, give me five minutes and I'll write you one. I, 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 I think listen, we all could. I listen to the lyrics of popular country music today and I cry for America. You know if a dude who I wrote do. a song for Backstreet Boys and yeah. wrote a song for Kane Brown, then you've got a really interesting, <laughs> not overly... Uh, Complicated. Exactly. Baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby, so baby. are you a Kane Brown baby, fan now? baby. <laughs> No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But I mean, the, the spectacle was what it was. That's it was. A, it was. It's. It's a. It's a production. He's a boy band. I'm not. I still I'm haven't not. heard the song. Pop, the entire pop lying. kind of. Well, you've, there, there's there's countless ones you haven't heard. Give me the top and give me five minutes. It's I'll the same as Backstreet Boys or or New Kids on the Block <laughs> back in the day or what's uh, Ricky Martin's band band back in Menudo, the eighties. Menudo. Menudo. It's Menudo. the same thing. It's it's produ- It's produced music by professional songwriters. Ricky Martin was in Menudo. Yes. Yeah. Oh my that's God. Why, that's why you know him today oh how have i God. lived this long and Jen, i never you, knew you're that you're a constant question mark to me i'm just you're you're a <laughs> source of constant amazement <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm you know living la vida know. loca <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that's the case you're living yeah yeah the crazy life yeah i'll give you that, I'll give you that. all right thanks guys
Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Hey, we're a big success. I just I just kind of discovered yeah, this yesterday. I started talking to Jen about numbers. Jeff I, thinks that we were just miserably failing the whole time. I, I don't know what good numbers are for podcasts. I just do these things. And then I start hearing these numbers, and I'm going, wow, yeah. that's a lot. And one of my friends, I was talking to him on the phone. He goes, man, I just Googled drive-in show. Y'all are the first three entries. You're darn right we are. Uh, in Google for drive-in show, not even with the word Chattanooga in there. So you listeners and sponsors out there, be proud. Be proud of what you've spawned here. I think one of these days we should do our recording before a live audience. I think that'd be freaking awesome. That would be fun. Yeah. Welcome, Where would we do that? Welcome to Valley Home Companion. Yeah, the Tivoli. Valley Home Companion. You got Brought friends you in high it. places. I think we'd get pretty humbled pretty quickly if you said, come to the Tivoli and watch. There's like three people. I'd, we'd be good with 30. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Who paid? Go to JJ's. Plug your ears, Mom. Hey. We're about to start. There you go.